do you regret it? I think it's time to set the record straight and address the rumors. John Lehas, are you still in pilot school? Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Morning Departure. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. This is the very first episode of Morning Departure that we have a guest. And a lot of you have been requesting this guest. And it's been a little bit hard to get him to come on because he's not someone who's very active on social media. He's a little bit shy when it comes to sharing and being on social media and I don't want to say in the public eye because I'm definitely not a celebrity, but you know, when you have a couple thousand followers on social media, you are somewhat in the public eye. So I would like to welcome on none other than the John Lee Haas. Hi, honey. How are you? Hello. Good to see you. Well, actually, I've I can't seen see you all you. day. <laughs> yeah, it's great working with you all day. Oh, I know. We've only been together <laughs> the last 13 hours today. You know how nervous I am for today. Oh so go gosh, easy on nervous. me. You know me. I don't like to ca- talk on camera or in a microphone. I know. This isn't, I'm so out of my eggshell, y'all. Out so. of your eggshell? What? You mean out of your element? <laughs> There you see what I mean? I'm so awkward. You're fine. We're going to have fun. This is the morning departure. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk. We're going to ask some hard hitting questions. We're going to address the rumors. I'm just well, welcome. If you don't know, I mean, none of you know this probably because obviously we haven't talked about it. John and I are actually on a layover together right now in Omaha, Nebraska. We We love Omaha. Together all day. We are actually filming in separate rooms right now because if we were to do this in the same room, I think the audio would get a little bit sick and twisted. So John is upstairs. I am downstairs. We kept separate hotel rooms for this reason only. If the audio comes across a little bit funky, it's because we're recording on Zoom. I literally brought all of the podcasting equipment. I brought the headphones, the microphones, setting up for the podcast today, get the microphones out. We have the bum, bum, bum. Epic fail no cords we have no cords for the microphone so we're recording on computer audio in a dream honey so it's okay brace yourself hopefully the audio is okay if not i'm really sorry i'll make it we'll make it work we'll make it work i feel like that's my motto in life i'll make it work make it work are you ready for this i think so So like i said you better go easy y'all better go easy I know I've asked a lot of you questions on social media. I've said to send me your questions. What do you want me to talk about with John? I have a few questions that people have sent in. Let's address the rumors. You ready? I hope so. Let's do it. I actually forced him to come on the show against his will. No, I'm just kidding. I asked him. But if you don't know, John is not really huge into social media. I mean, he has a little bit of a social media presence, but he is definitely not actively posting on social media and giving all of his life details to strangers on the internet. So I'm super excited to have him today. I know he's a little bit nervous, a little bit shy. So we're going to try to get him out of his shell a little bit. And hopefully you'll get to know him a little bit better because I feel like John is kind of like this mysterious man in the background of all my content. Nobody fully knows like who is John Lee Haas. Well, John, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you know, I am married to a beautiful man we will be celebrating five years being married this december (laughs) for those who are new 
I was born in Pittsburgh, but I grew up in Florida, and strange thing happened. We met as we were in Pittsburgh, so both of our families are from Pittsburgh. I'm currently a flight attendant. We have a lot to discuss today because people have a lot they want to know about you. Buckle up, Buttercup. Did we just start off with the number one most asked question about you that I get every single day? Am I in pilot school? Yes. Okay, so when (laughs) I tell y'all, I get this question at least five times a week. I get it on TikTok. I get it on YouTube. I get it on Instagram. I get it in comment section. I get it in DM. I get this question more than any other question. This question has haunted me for the last, what, three years? I don't even know why. I think it's time to set the record straight and address the rumors. I think it's time that we address the rumors. John Lehas, are you still in pilot school? At this point in my life, no. Why did you drop out of pilot school? It's really not even a long story. So at my previous airline, I really wanted to learn how to fly. Aviation has always been my passion. I play flight simulator like it's no tomorrow. And I always wanted to learn the aspects and maybe think I can do it. Well, to be realistic, it costs a lot of money to go learn how to fly in a two-month period i got 20 hours of flight time under my belt but every time i went to fly it costs a lot of money so in about two months i spent about seven or eight thousand dollars and then COVID which is fine like if you're going to like keep pursuing it but john was kind of like on the fence and he was just spending all this money but also this was like right as COVID was happening and nobody really knew what was going to happen in the world people were getting laid off the airlines were like about to go out of business airlines exactly so we didn't really know what was going to happen and i just feel like the pilot school we just didn't know what to do with that situation right and it's not like i can go to a university or even a college and get my aviation degree and go from there because there are people that do that but you also have to have it takes a long time yeah it's a long process and Mm -hmm. it's hard to work and it's like support a family correct even doing it part-time it like i wanted to do it as quickly you know as possible to start you know actually applying because if from start to finish you can finish in two years but you have to focus 100 of your time and it's hard to do that and work and pay off like the mortgage car payments insurance everything all the necessities and there, so at that point it does that but i mean she works really hard it's flying right. with t if you guys know who that is she's becoming a pilot right now she's also a flight attendant and i think she also works at a flight school and she does like fitness instruction so she is like really busting her butt Mm -hmm. but yeah but do you feel like your heart was in it completely or do you feel like it was more of a hobby um I absolutely loved every second of it realistically I did I love being in the air and then I sort of took a break because you know I was running low on funds and then all of a sudden we started applying for different airlines and we ended up getting the job so I had to put it on hold yeah there's no way financially you can go because like flight attendant training, we both had to go, what was it, like seven weeks unpaid pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then to be paying for flight school on top of that was just unrealistic. So it yeah. has to be a back burner. But people always want to know, like, is he still in flight school? What happened to flight school? Is mm-hmm. he still going to flight school? 
So I still have the hours under my belt, maybe in the future. Um, But realistically, now that I am at my new airline and I'm super happy two years in, I'm finally based at home where I want to be. I'm happy where I am. Maybe I'll continue to learn in the future as a hobby and not pursue it as a long-term career because I truly have the passion behind the flight deck door you know if you you know i mean realistically working at my airline working the long flights being stuck with one or two other people on a flight deck just talking to them it's different than talking to a majority of passengers and giving a customer experience so i I enjoy what i do more customer facing i do yeah so So that was going to be my next question are you going to go back to pilot school maybe maybe not i enjoy my my hobby you know playing my flight simulator and maybe you know one day you can get me a gift like you could always do it just for fun like go take a flight i mean go do a flight lesson it doesn't have to be like super like serious like you're going full-time i feel like the school you went to they're super cool they're super nice and i don't think they're ever going to turn down your money you know like they're always going to yeah. take your money like you want to take this from here write a check to here give us some cash mm-hmm. it was kind of cool though when you were going to flight school to see your pictures because if you don't know we live in tampa and he would fly like up and down the coast of clearwater beach mm-hmm. but he would get really really cool pictures of the shoreline what was the most advanced skill that you learned in pilot school oh gosh it's been a while now it's been um... almost three years hasn't it two years yeah wait it's been literally two years and people are still obsessed with that question we really had to address this right people really wanted to know i don't know the exact skill clearly was... we did not get very far with the piloting school no it was yeah. only two months like i say i only have 20 hours under my belt so i only, i wasn't even nowhere near going for testing or anything i didn't do any maneuvers or anything Ugh, but also you bought all those books Mm-hmm. if anyone wants to buy some pilot books let us know <laughs> i don't even know where they are they're in the garage well let me ask you this do you regret it not at all well that's money, good. money like, comes and goes but i enjoyed learning i yeah, always I enjoyed like you genuinely did like it and it was kind of cute to see that side of you because he was going like every single day for two months and it was cute he would like get his backpack it was just mm-hmm. like cute to send him off i felt like i was sending him off to like college you know right well i'm glad that you don't have any regrets no, not at all. Well, see that for me. Do you want to plug your pilot school if there's anyone listening from the Tampa area that wants to become a pilot? Oh, God. What is the, I don't remember what the school is. It was Clearwater Flight Clearwater school. Aviation. Clearwater yeah. Flight something like Clearwater that. Aviation. Such a nice group of instructors. It's at the St. Pete Clearwater Airport. And right by the Coast Guard helicopters. Yes. And, stuff, Coast Guard and even ATP is there. ATP is great for some people. It's a very fast-paced school. Very fast. You have to really dedicate yourself. So I give props to people that go to ATP because you can get it done quickly. Yeah. John, you actually looked like going to ATP, didn't you? I did. Yeah. But that's also a lot of money too. And yeah, I think you have to sign a contract that you don't work on the side. I was going to say, I think when you were looking into that, they wanted you to quit your job as a flight attendant. And I can't do that. I would never quit, obviously. I would drop trips. But Take leave of absence if you had financially, to. Financially, who can only work one day a week? That's the dream. I wish I worked one day a week. Well, do you have any advice for anyone that wants to be a pilot or that's looking into starting flight school or that had just started their flight training? If you're young, do it. Yeah. Do not wait. Even if you're 16, 17, learn to fly. 
it's yeah. a great thing to learn about all aspects of avi- aviation we need pilots in the future every year something's going on there's a shortage there's a shortage we need pilots we always need pilots you sound very cackly cackly is your microphone rubbing against your sweatshirt i don't know talk hello i think it was rubbing against your sweatshirt well i feel like we've talked a lot about pilot school and i feel like we've addressed a lot of things the truth is finally out <laughs> the tabloids, the press, they're going to go crazy, it feels like, because that oh really my. is like the thing I get about you all the time. Well, we talked a lot about being a pilot. So what about being a flight attendant? What made you want to be a flight attendant when you first started? Because I get a lot of people that ask me advice on becoming a flight attendant. And they ask, like, how did you know you wanted to be a flight attendant? So I guess what I'm saying to you is, how did you know that you wanted to be a flight attendant? Well, I was served when I was younger. And I was on as a an company minor going to the airport watching the planes being on the plane watching the people watching the flight tents and i'm like wow this is so cool and it always stuck with me for some reason i didn't even think i was going to be a flight tent it was always something in the back of my head and after i was working nine almost nine years with the same company since high school and something i know is so cliche spiritual i felt something that told me go for it so I started applying and I had my first interview like a month later after I started applying with all these airlines and it was a learning experience for my first interview didn't get the job then three months later I got hired with an airline and I was like oh my gosh this is it and I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize when they're starting their flight attendant journey is rejection is a huge part of this job There are people that apply to every single airline and they apply for years and years and years and they never get the job, but then finally one day they do. So I think a lot of people really need to realize that you don't always get it on your first try. This isn't a job that everyone's going to get on the first try. It is very subjective and they only pick a handful out of the hundreds and thousands of people that apply every single year. I do feel like, though, since post-COVID, it's been a lot easier to be hired as a flight attendant. But before COVID, it was very cutthroat. Even at smaller airlines, we both used to work for Spirit. And a lot of people at my interview got cut. I think there's probably 400 people that showed up that day and definitely less than 100 got hired. Do you feel like that was the same experience for you? Oh, yes, absolutely. My biggest recommendation for people that want to get into the aviation, you know, flight attendants, customer service, whatever, do your research. And That's what I was going to say. Absolutely. Do your research on the airline. You can look at everybody's YouTube and this and that. It's glamorous when it wants to be. I was going to say that too. Even my YouTube, like most of it is always the highlights. I'm not really showing the bad and I wish I could, but I don't want to get fired. So I really can't always show you the bad, but definitely in every job though. Exactly. Um, No job is going to be perfect. Yes. You know, working at a worldwide carrier, I've seen such amazing destinations all over the world that I never dreamed of. And I'm very thankful. And I still wake up and Hunter can tell you, I work a lot. And I wake up and I still love going to work and being on that aircraft day after day. I don't know. It's something about walking through the airport with a uniform. It feels different. You really have to have a passion, not only for people. Yes, there's people you'll see throughout hundreds and thousands throughout the years, but you really have to enjoy it 
being on the aircraft, being away from home, being away from friends and family on a day's end, even being away from holidays, spending your birthdays. I've spent countless birthdays away from you, my mom, you know, being in a place being based in a city I've never knew, (laughs) you know, yeah, I was based in Chicago, Detroit, Fort Lauderdale, even though it was four hours, I started in Fort Lauderdale, I didn't know anybody, I really didn't have any friends, yeah, I have family there, it was so thankful I had them in my life, leaving something that I spent almost 10 years of my life after high school, going into something brand new, it was a great adventure. I also think that a lot of people too, when they become a flight attendant, they, I don't want to say they have unrealistic expectations, but they don't realize how lonely this job can really be. If you're doing a trip by yourself, or if you have a crew that you just don't click with, or a crew that doesn't want to do anything, you will spend so much time by yourself in hotel rooms. And it is hard. I mean, on a normal day, being alone can be hard for a lot of people, including me. I don't like to be alone. Me and John Buddy bit. So when I have a trip by myself, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what do I do if I don't have a good crew, you know? But you also have to think about, are you going to be okay being alone on Christmas Day, on Thanksgiving, on your birthday, like John said? It can be really hard. It and is. You may you- say you're okay with it. Everybody will say, oh, everybody yeah, like, thinks they can handle it. But then but once then, you're there, it's hard. It is. It's but, very hard. I've been a flight attendant now for over six years and it's still hard. I don't think times I ate by myself. I never thought I would eat by myself in a restaurant, you know, but here I am. <laughs> True. I will say my <laughs> biggest piece of advice I tell people is if you want to be a flight attendant, you have to be okay with going out to eat by yourself. Table for one. I'm conscious about that. I do not care now. I could go to the nicest restaurant in the world by myself. I could go to McDonald's by myself. I could literally go anywhere by myself and be fine. Mm-hmm. And I would say 75% of the time, if I go out to eat by myself, I just break my headphones. I scroll through TikTok. I watch something or I sit there and just enjoy my peace. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not that embarrassing. I think people have this stigma that, oh my God, it's embarrassing to go to a restaurant. Oh, please. It's literally not. And also another tip I have, if you're like self-conscious or nervous about going out to eat by yourself is sit at the bar. I feel like when people go out to eat by themselves, they sit at the bar a lot and it's easier to make conversation, you know, with the bartender or other people like sitting at the bar. I used to work at a restaurant in high school and I feel like all the time if people would come in on their lunch break or if they're a business person traveling by themselves, they would sit at the bar and it's like not weird at all. So you have to be okay with being with yourself. Many times, you know, I wouldn't know anybody. If I'm in a city I've never been to, I'll go out by myself. I don't care. You have to be okay with that. Even on international layovers, like, if you're a flight attendant that does like a lot of like long haul international Europe, Africa, Asia, all that jazz. If you have a crew that works that flight every single week, chances are extremely high. They are not going to want to hang out with you. And I'm not being rude. That's just like the sad reality of it. But you have to think these people go to this destination every single week. They're not going to want to do something all the time. So it may be their 100th time going to Amsterdam and it might be your first time going to Amsterdam. So you really have to be okay with just going out and doing things by yourself. I couldn't tell you how many layovers I've gone out and done things by myself, even in foreign countries, which I know is not the safest thing, but you know, I'm here to live life. And if you are nervous to go out in a foreign country by yourself, I am not shading you at all. That is totally fine. And I totally respect that and understand that. But people also think I'm like nuts and they'll find me on Dateline or something because I'm like Ubering around Sao Paulo by myself. Yeah. 
I found that out. Wasn't happy. Well, you know what? Life is short and you have, you have to have fun. Oh my gosh. I feel like we just went on like such a far tangent. We were talking about what made you want to be a flight attendant. And now we're just like so far off topic, but it's fine. I love the conversation. I love that you're engaged with the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes getting John to talk is like trying to like pry it out of him because he's very like quiet and shy. I'm socially awkward when it comes to a camera. I do not know why. I need to get out of that shell. I want John to have a YouTube channel or a podcast. I think John would do good at a podcast. That won't happen. See, John is like really not into the social media thing, guys. He's just not with it. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's I'm showing my age. I really am. You're not you talk, <laughs> You talk about so many of these people in social media that are famous. And I don't know who these people are. Like this morning when we were listening to Olivia Rodrigo, I don't know where she came from. Oh, yeah, I was. Well, I mean, to be fair, she is kind of newer. And then you told me she was in the Disney Channel and like High School Musical. I'm like, I watched it. Well, like not (laughs) High School Musical. She was in High School Musical, the series, which is like not my generation at all. Younger than me. But I just know a little bit about Olivia Rodrigo, obviously, because I'm like chronically online and like on social media 24-7. I just know the OGs like Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie. Oh my god, yeah. John grew up in that era, which I think is super fun, which I did too, but John was just a little bit older than me during that era. I was literally like 10 and John was like 18. Ew, it's giving cougar vibes. Mm, Thanks. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. Well, I feel like we should do another question now. I feel like we got so off topic with that, but I loved every second of it. Oh, I answered this on my podcast, so I'll ask you it too. What would it take for you to transfer out of the Tampa base? If it closed. That's what I said, too. I said, if it closed, would be the mm-hmm. only way I'm transferring out. Listen, I told myself I'm going to do all the international flying throughout the summer the minute I got my Tampa transfer. So I did 42 days straight of back to back to back, going back and forth to Europe every single day. And I'm fine. I can, if I want to go back and buy some stuff, I'll just pick up a trip out of base. I'm okay being a domestic I was very hesitant at first, you know, thinking I wasn't going to make money because it's such a small base. And here it is. Thankful. I am so thankful that the base is growing. The trips are good. I know. And I'm here for better. it. Even though we're here in Omaha, I'm here for it. <laughs> we went from laying over in Rome and Paris and all these like amazing cities to Omaha. But you know what? We love Omaha. No shade to Omaha. And here we are in November. If we were based somewhere else with our seniority, we'll be doing domestic anyways. Anyway, huh? like international is only easy to get in the summer. But also we can pick up out of other bases. So like... I definitely want to go back to London a few times this year. So I have no problem picking that up. I would love if John and I could pick up an international together, maybe like a Paris or something. When I run out of cologne. Yeah. And I'm out of groceries. We need our groceries from the grocery store. Aldi Listen, all I can think about is our cruise coming up in less than 30 days. So no, John and I are going on a cruise. We went on our first cruise last December and this is going to be our second cruise out of Miami this time and we're going to Key West and Cozumel yeah so we're going on a fun cruise we're really excited (laughs) again we're getting off topic here but I wanted to ask you because you said obviously you wouldn't transfer unless the base closed 
God forbid the base ever closed, what base would you go to? I feel like I could answer this for you, but I want to hear your answer first. No, you tell me, where do you think I would go? I truthfully think you'd go to Newark. Probably. Why would you not want to go back to DC or Chicago though? Why would you pick Newark over DC and Chicago? I don't know. Well, to be honest, I would go wherever my seniority is better. Yeah. Mm. Which we had fantastic seniority in DC. Yes. I would say after that would be Newark and then Chicago super senior. Yeah, it's getting back there. Yeah. I feel like this past week we've been flying in and out of Houston so much. We're like Houston based and I'm loving it. Would you go to Houston with me if it closed? Maybe. Really? It's just so much Latin America. Like even their domestic. I like. Yes, if you lay over, but back and forth doing those turns, it's not fun for me. Going through customs, it's not fun for me. Yeah, that is hard. John also likes to do a lot of European flying, which Houston, they have a little bit of European flying. They have Frankfurt, Munich, Amsterdam, and London. Compared to other bases, other bases have way more. But I like Latin America flying, which is why I'd want to go back to Houston. I love Latin America. I love laying over. You know, San Francisco has great flying. Great. I feel like there's something that we need to address. That we need to do another cruise? This is something that John gets all the time. And I think it's the most hilarious thing. I don't know why, but everywhere we go, people either think John is Cuban or he's Puerto Rican. 100%. Everywhere we go, they will talk to him in Spanish. They will ask if he's from Cuba. Like literally we were in Dunkin' Donuts the other day and she was like, oh, you're Puerto Rican? And John was like, wait, what? And then she started talking in Spanish. And I mean, I speak Spanish pretty fluently and she was asking John or she was saying to her coworker, he knows how to speak Spanish. He just doesn't want to speak Spanish. Yeah. And John she just didn't believe me. Spanish. I'm, I kept telling her, un poquito, like very little Spanish. <laughs> so funny. So I, I made a new friend at the Dunkin' Donuts from the Houston airport. Yeah. She loves John now. She called, mm-hmm. well, now she calls you a little Cubano. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. But no, John is Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, and Greek. I am. He's not Puerto Rican, which we love Puerto Ricans. We love Boricua. I just think that's funny because it's like everywhere we go, like flight attendants will talk to him in Spanish. People in the airport will talk to him in Spanish. I think it's cute. So cute. Oh, real quick before I forget, for everyone that is listening, if you would like to hear more about the story about how John and I met, like in really in depth, it is super long. We actually, like I said a few episodes ago, sat down with CNN over in London and did an interview with them for CNN Travel, which was really fun. So if you want to check that out, you can just literally Google Hunter Lee Haas or John Lee Haas and then CNN after and it will come up for you. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was crazy. I was honestly so nervous. That's one of the times I've like actually been nervous to do something. It was just crazy how it kept going from news source to news source to news source to news oh source. Oh my gosh, yeah. All so over the world. When CNN posted it, they didn't even tell us the day they were posting it. They just posted CNN it. Trump. It was getting picked up by so many other news sources. Like we were in the New York Post and <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? Yeah, it got picked up by like all these news sources, but also we got so much hate for it oh you just have to go go past it oh i don't care it see i can handle it i'll just delete all day i know? don't care about the hate but what i was worried about was because you're not really on social media that's why when we got the opportunity i sat down with john and i talked to him i'm like just so you know this is going to be really bad when it comes out i know you think i don't have tough skin i you was know, laughing tough skin. the whole time reading at some of these comments you know that no it's i know you have tough skin but you could have the toughest skin in the world and like 
that amount of influx of comments, I mean, it has to hurt a little bit, you know? Like, I truthfully don't care because I get it's that. It's life. We all have not, to get a helmet sometimes and move on. Not that I'm a celebrity. I'm definitely not a celebrity in any. Not even close. Oh, shut just up. kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I get a ton of hate comments on social media to begin with. So I'm used to that. You aren't really, like, on social media getting, like, hate comments. I've literally gotten death threats on social media. So stuff happens. I just wanted you, like, I wanted to talk to you and make sure you were okay with that because I didn't want to force you to do something and then it get a ton of hate or, like, bad publicity. And then you'd be like, well, I didn't even want to do this in the first place. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you were okay. But it was a really fun experience, though, right? So going back on the cruise topic, how many of y'all love to go on cruises? Because I need some recommendations. We need some recommendations. I need advice because I I want to keep booking, even though we're already going on one in December. Yes, I'm very picky. I I really like the balcony. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like... And I did find it is cheaper to get like the interior room, but I really like a balcony. After tax and gratuity for an interior room for the two of us, it was only six hundred dollars after everything, which yeah, is really not that. But I don't want to be stuck in interior. Yeah, I don't want to be in the interior either. I love sitting out in the balcony. It's one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. We were going to go on a cruise back in, what, 2018. John offered me a birthday gift. He said, I'll either take you to Disney World or I'll take you on a Disney cruise. And my dumbass, I don't know why I thought this, because I'd been to Disney like a million times at that point, was like, let's Honey, go to I Disney never said World. Disney cruise. I can't Yes, you that. did. You I said, said cruise or Disney. No, you told the difference because honey, a Disney cruise is like five or six K. I'm like, no, no, no. You totally said Disney cruise. Anyway, well, my dumbass picked Disney World, which looking back, that was so stupid. And then we never like really even talked about going on a cruise ever. Like it never was a topic of discussion. And then one of our friends was like, I want to go on a cruise for my birthday in December. Do you guys want to come? And we were like, duh, like we're not going to skip it. So it was our very first cruise and it was so much fun. We literally had the best time. Was it not? Um, Hello, I want to keep doing it. I know. So I think now our new tradition is going to be every like first week of December. That's kind of going to be our Christmas gift to each other. Yes. And fun fact, our vacation bids just came out yesterday and I got my first choice for December 1st through the 10th. And I know. So we got to book our cruise for next year. Yes. Six months, but. I know. And you know, come to think of it like everybody tells us to go on royal caribbean this night because our first cruise was on carnival and i really had a great time on carnival okay so let me address something let's let's talk about this we went on carnival because that's the friend or i mean that's the cruise our friend wanted to go on that's what she booked and everything so we had never been on a cruise so we had nothing to compare it to and everyone was like oh carnival sucks it's not nice it's like the spirit airlines of cruises i don't know if i just like am not bougie but i thought carnival was great i had a really good time it was really a lot of fun it was a service for me too for everyone was so nice hard workers it was very clean even the sail away party, people were just having oh, the fun. Was Nobody bad. was uptight. And just the service, even at the restaurant, when we went day after day, they remembered you by name. And that really does say something, you know, even for our company that we get emails after emails about people with status, you know, greet them by name. It does make a difference. You know what? It really does. When you hear your name, you know, thank you for joining us, Mr. So, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so. It really mean, makes a what difference. What about Mr. and Mr.? What about Mrs. and Mrs.? 
Well, that too, honey. So, no, we actually really liked Carnival. I don't know why everyone. So, I mean, I'm, the, I'm looking at Royal Caribbean. I'll do it. Like people are like, oh, you have to do it. But the price difference is astronomical but i kind of want to know is it kind of like you get what you pay for like is it going to be like an maybe better experience that's what because, i'm curious about because i'm getting these five to six night deals on carnival with a balcony for a thousand dollars that same room and everything on royal caribbean is coming okay. up to almost thirty one hundred dollars yeah. so maybe i'm doing something completely wrong and checking every discount that we have between florida residents our tickets at work our perks everything and yeah. i'm not finding anything comparable to what i am at, Car- at carnival and it's going to the same destinations yeah it does go to the same place usually but you know i love carnival i have nothing bad to say about them i really like them the next one we're booking i do want to go on the new ship i want to go on that Italian oh yeah new yeah ship. it looks the benzia or whatever venezia venezia yeah it looks really good yes so we are cruisers now uh, don't say that word that's let me, i'm not even gonna go into that because that's, that's not what this is about that's not what this podcast is about cruising <laughs> if you know you know you know and if you don't know you don't need to know <laughs> you're done where did that just come from <laughs> tiktok john was so anti getting on tiktok it's so funny john was like i don't want tiktok that is so stupid tiktok is lame i'm too old for tiktok blah 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 blah. he fought me tooth and nail about getting on tiktok and then i finally i downloaded it on his phone he was so mad he was like hunter i don't want a tiktok account i don't i'm not gonna post on tiktok and then lo and behold which one of us is more addicted to tiktok now Mm mm-hmm and he's actually posted a few TikToks before. Like, follow, and subscribe. Oh my God. Who do you think you are? She's an influencer. Thank you for tuning in to part one of our interview with John. Part two will be up next week where John will answer some more of your hard-hitting questions. We'll be talking about a ton of more topics, so definitely stay tuned. Sorry this episode went up late. We've had such a busy week and a crazy schedule, but part two will be up this coming Friday, so make sure you're subscribed. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, and we will both see you back here for part two.